Welcome to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, December 3rd, 2017, and I'm your host, Hertzy Hertz. I'm here today with Maddie, and we're going to be talking from Deborah McTaggart from Beyond the Trailer Park. This is an open conversation, and we welcome and encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at at Atheist Talk. The phone number is only available when we are live, but you can always email or tweet us, whether we're live or you're listening to the podcast later. Deborah, Maddie, good morning, and welcome to Atheist Talk. Good morning. Morning. Hi, Deborah. Hello. So, you know, I guess I want to start. Hertzie and I, we've been on your show. And so we have we have an idea of, like, what your show's about and, you know, what your show is. But can you take a second to, you know, share with the audience what your show's about? Sure. Uh, we are four ladies. Uh, I'm from Canada, actually. So uh, good morning, eh? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you share what your show is about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's all about atheism. Well, it's a lot of stuff. But uh, my co-hosts are uh, three American ladies. I have one in Pennsylvania, one in uh, Mississippi, and one over in Maine. And uh, we talk about all the sorts of secular and atheist-related things. Um, Goodness, like, we just did a show uh, on Scientology. We've done, like, six shows on Scientology now. So, hi, Osa. Because I'm sure they know who I am by now. <laughs> Ooh, that means they're tuning in. <laughs> Ooh, that's awesome. The, uh, um, oh, what is it? Organized Operation for Special Affairs wing. It's their espionage wing. Oh, is that but... their Sea Org thing or whatever? Well, no, they're different from Sea Org. Um, OSA are the group that, like, keeps everybody and you know, makes tries to get people to stop being critical of Scientology and stuff. Sea Org is like the I guess they liken it to clergy, but they're the ones that sign the billionaire contract to be a slave, basically. <laughs> I love that you could sign a bill. I like want to sign a bill. I mean I don't want to get caught in the legal ramifications of it, but I want to sign a billionaire contract just to say I did. It's like really I can make this happen. <laughs> So we did Scientology this this past week, and then tomorrow we are having Corvus Nocturnum of the Church of Satan on to talk about the Church of Satan. Nice. So we talk about, like, all kinds of, you name it, we probably talked about it at some point. So Yeah, we're actually, I'm, I'm chatting with somebody from the left-hand path here in Minnesota who's kind of affiliated with the Church of Satan. Um, wow, nasty echo again. We're getting a little echo, Mr. Engineers. Thanks, Will. Will, the fantastic sound engineer here on Atheist Talk. Yes. Um, but yeah, we. So it's, it's like, oh, I don't know if I really want to talk to him. I was happier talking to the, uh, the Satanic Temple. Have you chatted? Like, the Church of Satan ends up going down some theistic pathways. Is that something you plan on discussing with them? They yes, absolutely. Now they're the Levian Satanists. Yeah. Not yeah. Speak- Used with the Satanic Temple, although a lot of the Levian um, Satanists are atheists as well. So, 
Um, the particular fellow we're going to talk to, he's actually uh, believes in the paranormal and he's interested in a lot of uh, paranormal stuff. So we'll probably talk about that because um, my one co-host, Beth, and I were actually ghost hunters at one point. So we have, we have uh, a bit of experience in that vein. <laughs> Okay, I'm scared. I was gonna say, isn't that a show that we've talked about, like going, like doing some ghost hunting kind I think of so. thing? That would be really fun. Oh yeah, we we might have to put, bring you back for like a to get your expert expertise on our ghost hunting. Be happy to help because I I was involved in a group here in Canada for about four and a half years, and we had we had the hotline and everything. Like you know, I had magnets on my cars. Like, are you haunted? Kind of thing. The whole nine yards. Okay, now for the record, <laughs> I don't believe ghosts exist, but I still be welcome to be on this. I I don't anymore. At the time, I kind of I used to think that because we don't know a lot about how the brain works that maybe there was a scientific way that mental energy i called it could survive without a body and i you know who knows but i always i always approached it from an atheistic standpoint and thinking that there was some kind of science that i didn't know but i i since i don't believe that anymore (laughs) (laughs) well it sounds like you've come full circle (laughs) so i do want to i want to bring you back quick to your podcast i was beyond the trailer park um, yes. There is nothing in that title that says, hey, this is an atheist podcast. How, yes, where did no. that name come from? Okay, well, it's actually the, the second part of the name. The full name is Atheists on Air Beyond the Trailer Park, which is because we are a spinoff of a show that really sadly doesn't exist anymore. Um, Atheists on Air was a show hosted by a couple of gentlemen out of North Carolina. Um, <laughs> Cash, Cash was the main host, uh, which was a pseudonym, but um, Cash was, well, he still is. He's still out there. He has, like, the biggest heart and the biggest lovable guy ever. And the, uh, his co-host, Professor Steven, um, he is a, a chemist and a scientist, and uh, he did a segment um, against Wu. Uh, they ran their show for several years. It was on Spreak. Was it on Spreaker, I think, and YouTube, and uh, they they were really popular. They had a really sort of homey, let's sit down and shoot the shit kind of. Oops, sorry, I can't say that. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> we, we have we have beepers. <laughs> oh, yay for beepers! Um, but it was a really homey kind of show, and they had a, a really big following. Um, and I, that's where I, I, one of the first few podcasts I ever listened to and they had a chat room that every, you know, every show, everybody could get together and sort of take in the show together and enjoy each other's company and meet people. And I met a lot of people in that chat room over the, it was only about a year and a half or so, but um, unfortunately, real life got in the way and Cash was no longer able to do the show. And while we we had sort of formed that community in the chat room, um, as because Cash struggled for a while trying to keep the show going, but there were weeks where he wasn't able to do a show. And we sort of together went, well, 
because a lot of people would say, oh my gosh, that's my only like bit of sanity I get in the week because they're surrounded by religious people all day, every day, maybe family or work or whatever. And we thought, well, if, you know, just because Cash can't do a show maybe this week doesn't mean we can't get together and have a bit of sanity on our own. So um, my co-host Beth and I and a really good friend of ours, David Foda, we got together and did a hangout one week. And I was utterly clueless about the difference between a Google Hangout and a Hangout on Air. So I just was like, oh, well, we'll have a Hangout, whatever, and didn't realize that it wasn't actually live, that it was just, you know, a bunch of us talking privately, which was okay, but it wasn't what we were thinking. And so a couple weeks later, somebody clued me in on how to do a Hangout live, and we did a show of our own because Cash wasn't able to do the show And we just started that way. And Cash was really generous. He gave us uh, access to his Spreaker account. He created a secondary show for us on his Spreaker account. And so we didn't have to put out any money or anything at the beginning. And he just took us under his wing and said, here you go. I'm going to make this happen for you. And so we, we were also gifted the name Atheist on Air. And we've maintained our version of the show ever since. Um, the So Atheist on Air, the original, sadly, is no more because Cash couldn't keep it going. He's a has a family to take care of and that had to come first. And we totally understand that. Um, but Professor Steven does come on the show from time to time. His work changed so that he doesn't have a whole lot of time to spare either. But whenever he does can spare the time he does come on the show and we love having him and it's to keep a piece of the original alive so that's why we because so to get to behind the trailer park cash had a fabulous skit on the show um he had a character by the name of uh, pastor roy from <laughs> greek trailer park um, and so i have took- a quick question is that anything to do with roy moore <laughs> Oh, this is way before anybody <laughs> really knew who Roy Moore was. So, this is Ro- Leroy, Pastor Leroy. Leroy. Yeah, so we uh, we took our show beyond the trailer park, and that's where the name came from. Oh, that is that. See now, I, see, now up until now, I have now never never uh, understood, uh, understood where that beyond the trailer, trailer park <laughs> came from. Came from. Um, yeah, and I, I have cards, and it's got like our little sign beyond the trailer park on it, and I, I hand it out I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's a story behind that. <laughs> so, have you ever considered adding another co-host, say some random women in Minnesota who do AM radio and have their own recording equipment? Anytime, anytime. <laughs> um, and and one reason why I've got like Beth has been there from the beginning. Uh, we actually had. Um, Miss Ashley, who is a co-host of the No Religion Required show, she was a co-host for several months, but unfortunately her job got in the way. She can barely do her original show, let alone ours right now, so we unfortunately had to bow out, and we have... uh, Oh, I gotta interrupt you there, um, um, Deborah. So please stay with us through the break, and we'll return to Atheist Talk with our guest Deborah McTaggart. I'm Hertie Hertz and you're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. 
KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned in to Atheist Talk, and I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz. Today's guest is Deborah McTaggart from Beyond the Trailer Park. Before we get back, however, I want to remind everyone listening live that immediately following this program, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production of American Atheist. Please note, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or the podcast player of your choice. As for the here and now, if you'd like to get involved in the conversation with Deborah this morning, you can call us on at 952-946-6205, email us at radio at mnatheist.org, or tweet us at at Atheist Talk, or look, at a, look up our Facebook page, Atheist Talk. Maddie, Deborah, welcome back. Ah, hey. welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Deborah. Not, not used to the whole pause for uh, sponsors and ads, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, but we like we have to keep the lights on and keep you know stay on you air. You do, you do, and then you don't have to plug a Patreon every episode like I do. So uh, we still do that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Okay, that's well. that's in the, that will be in the introduction for the third segment. And to be fair, we don't have to plug our patrons. We just love our patrons so much that how could we not plug our patrons? Well, that's true. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I was um, mentioning my other co-host briefly. Um, so after Miss um, Ashley had to bow out, we brought in uh, Morgan Stringer, who actually used to co-host with um, No Religion Required, but she moved over to us. She is a uh, law student out of Mississippi, and she's very happy to tell you how much she hates Mississippi, just so you know. <laughs> and uh, our other co-host is our mom of the group, and she is out of Maine, and she blogs under the Godless Mama. So it's a, a kind of a rant, because Morgan's our millennial, so we have the younger set, because uh, Beth and I are a little older than that. Well, I, have, so- I have no idea about being the token millennial. No idea at all. <laughs> We'll see. If you guys join us, we could have two token millennials, I oh, guess. No. <clears throat> I'm 40. <laughs> oh, okay. Not me. Got it. <laughs> no, but then, we, then we'll at least keep that, that you know, the, the ratio well. <laughs> oh. I'm 45 and Beth is um, older than me. She, <laughs> I won't be mean and say. <laughs> She's 45 but, and a half. And, and uh, Beth is uh, the lesbian of the group, and uh, Morgan is, also does another show called Bi Skeptical, so she's bi, so we at least have that much covered. And and I'm the uh, the straight white cis chick. <laughs> yeah, I had first heard Morgan on with Trav Mamone of, of you know by any means, and then Bi Skeptical. So when I when I saw that she was on the, the when Hertzie and I were on your show, and I saw that she was on, I was like, oh, awesome, awesome. <laughs> So we're, you know, we're broadcast radio. We're part of a 501c3 tax organization of educational stuff. So there are a few things that are off limits for our show. Not many. But is there anything off limits for your show? Not really. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Now, we're we're explicit. So we say words that I can't say here. (laughs) I was going to say, if you want to stay for and do some Patreon only stuff, we can totally say those words. Yay. Wait, so we're allowed to say beep? (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. I love it when 
when I have folks who do PG shows, when they come on my show and I'm like, hey, you can swear here. They're like, all right, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so, yeah. We're like that. toddlers. <laughs> we just learned a word. <laughs> Based pretty about anything that, you know, we, we feel like maybe needs talking about or hasn't been talked about or... Like, I can't think of anything that we have said, like, nope, nope, not doing that. So, oh. your website also lists that you are a, quote, proud member of the Great Debate Community Network. Um, yes. What is that? That is uh, primarily on uh, Google+, and I know, yes, people actually still use that, in YouTube. Uh, it's a bunch of uh, people who... It's run by a guy named Steve McRae, and his goal is to foster intelligent discourse and discussion amongst a, a vast different group of people. So it's not just an atheist thing. There are theists of many stripes in there. Um, there are um, creationists, although we kind of frown on young earth creationists, even the you know old earth creationists are like, wow, those guys are nuts. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we get together. We have hangouts. Um, Steve has gotten some really good guests on his channel. Um, like I not too long ago uh, participated in a discussion with Aaron Raw and a bunch of people. Um, he's hoping to have Neil deGrasse Tyson on the channel soon. So it's it's really coming along, and it's such a diverse crowd of people, and like really really. Um, intelligent and like people with PhDs and and various fields, scientists, philosophers, um, paleontologists, and and things like that. Evolutionary biologists were just like really cool people, and the the religious folks generally aren't too cray cray. So it's it you learn a lot i find so i enjoy participating in that and then there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek in there too like there's a group there's a group of um theistic people out there that are just like over the top nutty and so they're we kind of call them the the clown car posse <laughs> <laughs> so is this like i'm not super familiar with youtube is this is this like something where like you post a video and then somebody else posts a rebuttal video? Like when you say you're bringing people on, how does that work? Live streams, live oh, okay. stream group discussions. Um, we can have up to, I think if, if Steve is using, um, there's a type of corporate um, YouTube account that you can get and we can have up to like 24 people in a hangout, I think, when he's using those. And as Steve himself, he prefers to be a, a moderator more than anything. He's uh, an agnostic, but he's he prefers to be a moderator and just foster the discussion. Okay. So, so it doesn't yeah, turn into one of those like weird ranty videos like of people just going on for 10 minutes about a minute, minute point that I, like, I see on YouTube. Oh, off on tangents. Oh, do we go off on tangents? But yeah, it's it's a live hangout with a bunch of people talking sometimes all at once. And, you know, if somebody gets a little out of control, Steve will like mute them or kick them out or what have you. So, yeah. 
And uh, we also have a Discord server, which uh, I'm going to learn how to use after we get off the air. <laughs> I, I use it. Honestly, I use Discord for, for my gaming stuff. I love Discord for that, but I've never used it for chatting voice stuff. Never been on Discord, so I, uh, it will be a new experience. <laughs> But we're going to be, we only have just a few seconds left before we go to break. When we come back, I, am, I do want to take a minute to go down like a little bit of a more depressing uh, tangent and talk about some uh, tragedy in the, in the past. All right. Well, we'll return with our guest, Deborah McTaggart, right after the break. Please stay with us. I'm Hertzy Hertz with Maddie, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950. Tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm your host, Hertzie Hertz, in, stu- in studio and with Maddie, and where I'm having a, what I would classify a fascinating conversation with Deborah Mattegard from Beyond the Trailer Park. Ooh, I, I like to be fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me finish this real quick. Before we continue with this conversation, which will be our final segment with Deborah, there's a bit of housekeeping I need to attend to. Atheist Talked is produced with funding from the Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know if you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to have advertise on the show and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. I also want to note our group of dedicated and wonderful volunteers and the generous donations of you, our listeners. You'll help keep Atheist Talk on the air and in podcast form. I'd also like to note our donors of the week, with the, which is Jay Melitin and Alice Lindsay. Personally, I like to use this show to contact with other well-known atheist bloggers and podcasters and just try and get some more information about where they come from and how they like to do their stuff. If you are able to help with a donation, please consider doing so at our Radio Fund page or at our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash atheisttalk. Minnesota Atheist is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization, and we couldn't do the show without you, and we deeply appreciate your support. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael Davis and is used with permission. Please note all op- opinions are, and are of the guests and hosts only and do not necessarily reflect those of the Minnesota Atheist Organization. As always, check Minnesota Atheist websites for podcasts of previous programs. You can browse articles, book reviews, and peruse calendars of upcoming events. You can also sign up for the weekly... Oh, and we have another one? Yes, we do. We have another annual donor. Oh! Just a quick shout out to Alice. Thank you so much. I thought I put Alice in there. I'm sorry, Alice. Alice Lindsay? I don't have Alice's last name, but Alice, you don't really need a last name because your giving and generosity and the wondrousness of, of your gift speaks volumes in and of itself. That is very eloquent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to finish up this real quick. Uh, you can sign up for Atheist Weekly email. AWU will give you a link to upcoming events. It's a great way to stay connected with the community. We always have a ton of activities going around the Twin Cities and outlying suburbs, like the family holiday treats and extravaganza and toy drive today at 2 p.m. or the Cucumbers Brunch this morning at 10.30 a.m. We also have a note from a past guest of inclusivity. They're going to be having their first annual Super Bowl, The Power of the Huddle, and that's going to be on December, I believe December 6th. 16th, which is the same day as the solstice dinner. But from what I hear, this go at 10 p.m. They're doing an after party at the inclusivity. So I might try and see if I can hit the solstice dinner and then go to this afterwards because it sounds like both sound like a lot of fun. Um, 
But if you enjoy the show and all that Minnesota Atheist has to offer, consider do becoming a member of Minnesota Atheist while you're on the website. Membership has some great perks. Check out how on the website. And with all this relevant and very useful information now out of the way, let's get back to our conversation with Deborah and Maddie. Thanks for sticking around through that, Deborah. Ah, oh, no worries, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, during the break, I, I, got, I was, you know, checking our Twitter feed, and I noticed this is our, t- apparently it's our Twitterversary. We've been on Twitter for five years. Wow. Uh, that is not really relevant to anything. It just came up. And... Hey, I mean, we're got, in just a few weeks, we're going to have our 10-year anniversary of just being on the air. So, I mean, that's wow. I'll take any anniversary I can get. Awesome. Jeez. We only had our third anniversary in October. <laughs> Pretty sad. I was going to say, this is, this is my about my one-year anniversary of being producer of the show. We've had several people in charge. It's just mm-hmm. been, like, all over the place. Yeah, we've had the benefit of of having being able to swap hosts and everything else. Whereas you, Deborah, you're on like every single week, right? Yes. Well, there's the odd week where, like, two weeks ago, we were supposed to have Corvus Nocturnum on then, and he got stuck in traffic on his way home from a a speaking engagement, and then actually had a car accident. He's okay, but yeah, so we had to cancel that show because he couldn't make it. So occasionally things like that happen. Well, talking about distressing, this is like way beyond that, but. most people in the community know that about a week ago, Monday, no, yes. Monday, November 27th, the, the atheist activist community was rocked by news that Scott Smith, uh, the Recovering from Religion Foundation, or Recovering from Religion podcast, murdered his wife and then himself, and yeah. they left three small children behind. I didn't know Scott personally, yeah. and I don't want to take away from the horrible things that he did, but I do want to take a moment to talk about maybe how this event affected us, if, that's, if you're okay mm. talking about that. Absolutely. Um, I actually did know Scott. Um, I had met him before. He's been on the show a couple of times and I'd been on Recovering from Religion show. And yeah, it's just like, what do you do with that? It's like, and and the thing is, um, nobody anywhere, because I've watched, I know um, Aaron Ra did a, a live show about it, and Seth Andrews put together a show about it, and nobody, like, from the people that, you know, were intimate friends with him, and from his co-hosts who I've talked to, nobody saw this coming, like, nobody anywhere, ever, and so shock is definitely the word for it. Yeah, you did. Um, I, I thought it was really cool following your your uh, social media feeds. I saw that you did like an open hangout to let people come and and chat. And I, thought I that did, was... and and unfortunately, nobody really took me up on it. But it was like ten o'clock at night because seriously, like we had our show, we already had a guest planned. I couldn't just say, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. I'm going to go have a random hangout, which I I was tempted to do, but that's not fair to my guests. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anybody would have come, that would have been great. Um, just because, like I said, a lot of people are just like, what do you do with that? Yeah. Well, for <laughs> me, what, when you put that offer out, um, one of my big like preachy things is like, you know, we need more, we need more community in, in atheism. And I think Minnesota atheists, I think Minnesota atheists, Minnesota atheists actually does a really good job with that. But it was nice mm-hmm. to see like, you know, you doing that, that was that's what we need in the community. When something terrible happens, we need a place where yes. we can gather, grieve, talk, share, emote. Yes. You know, 
So thank you for doing yes. that. Yes. Oh, you're welcome. I kind of wish, like, my, my co-host, Beth, came and we sat for we sat for about an hour while I ate my dinner and sort of but she she and I did talk about it at the time so I guess you know that was useful but yeah yeah it's good to recognize that just talking about stuff like that can really help I think and it's not necessarily a good thing to sit and stew about things on your own if you don't have to well, and a GoFundMe was set up for the kids. The link for that GoFundMe yes. will be in the show notes for this episode. You can find the link for the GoFundMe on the Atheist Talk Facebook page. You'll find it in our Twitter feed. And I believe it's pretty much all over any of the atheist activist uh, Facebooks or social medias that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's up on my uh, Facebook page as well. Yeah. And it's, yeah, because it's just a lot of people are sitting there going, what? What, what? How do you process that? Like, I'm sitting there. How how bleeped up is it that I've now you know been friends with a murderer and I've I've hugged a murderer? Like, what, how do you process that? Yeah, <laughs> right. Because like, mental illness is real, and I mean, we can't stop talking about that. I just don't want to. No, I don't want to. I don't want the murder part to get in the way of you know brushing away the murder as just another form of mental illness. Even though, obviously, right. you know, there's. Like, it's so convoluted and so messed up. And I don't think there's any, like, black and white. Let me give you a pass. There isn't. There isn't. And the the problem that I think a lot of people will have to kind of figure out how to process is that we're just not going to know. We're just never going to know what exactly, you know, caused that. And people are always like, well, how do we prevent this? And sometimes I think, and this is one of them, I don't think anybody could have prevented this because there was nothing anyone thought needed addressing. Right. Yeah. I, I, Is there? Yeah, there was, there was just no indication that anything, I mean, it's common knowledge now that there was a divorce involved, but millions of people go through divorces every day that don't have that horrible thing happen. So that's not necessarily a red flag to anybody. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I don't know of any good like segue into anything else because you know it's such a it's such a horrible thing. Like, there's no good way to transition. It is. I would say though, like the the uh, live show that Aaron Ra did was really good, and the one that Seth Andrews did was also really good. So, if anybody wanted more perspective, because he does talk to Aaron had people who were there at the scene when it happened and and people who had been friends and Seth had um Scott actually had a an adult son from a previous marriage who spoke about his father and and gave some insight so if you want those are probably the the best places that you're going to find facts I would say sounds pretty pretty powerful so yeah you're in Canada if I recall yes <laughs> Yes, <laughs> which I thought. I, well, I thought I should tell you that in case you weren't aware. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. Trust me, it's bleeping cold here. <laughs> oh, I love cold and ice. I was um. gonna say you, you oh. can send some of that this way because I'm okay with the cold, especially now. I, okay, I, both of you. Like, <laughs> I okay. I, I have this thing where I am the world's crappiest Canadian, <laughs> and and. I, I, I like to tell the, the joke to many, to whoever wants to hear it, but 
first of all, I absolutely hate winter. Hate it. And I've been Canadian forever, all my life, and hate winter. I uh, don't like hockey. I don't like Tim Hortons coffee. So if you know any Canadians, yeah, That's I know. Funny. Well, I don't like any coffee. So <laughs> okay, okay. If you don't like any coffee, I t- I could get it because it's like I'm not a big fan of most coffee. But there's something about Tim Hortons coffee that is just so smooth. Have you tried the coffee Many... they serve here at KTNF AM nine fifty, the Burgers of <laughs> Minnesota? No, unfortunately, I get the tea that is pro- provided by KTNF, the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. <laughs> Many many people have said that they must put crack in the Tim Hortons coffee. I'm just saying. Um, I, so yeah, where was? Oh, I don't like beer. I don't like poutine, and oh I'm not okay, a fan. Okay, now that's even of, worse blasphemy yeah, than the coffee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I love. And I'm poutine. not a fan of. I don't. I'm not a fan of Rush or the Tragically Hip. What about so? Red I am the Wait. world's crappiest Canadian. The, uh, Maddie brings up an incredibly big point. Maddie, can you repeat mm-hmm. this? What about red green? Eh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> he was okay. I I I come from a very long line of rednecks. I <laughs> so you see your my uncle. relatives are red green. So I like so over that. <laughs> At the same time, like red, like I because I, I actually grew up watching red green and red green. It's like I'm looking at the red green. I look at like the rednecks that I've seen from you know, at least the U.S. and such. And I'm like, can we have red green, please? <laughs> I'll take that kind of redneck. <laughs> I will take the yeah. guy who overloads on duct tape any day of the week. <laughs> He's not trying you know, to go into the, th- get us into a theocracy. <laughs> any interestingly about red green, the guy who plays red green is a guy named Steve Smith. And when I was a kid and I'm talking like back in the seventies, um, Steve Smith and his wife, whose name is unfortunately Morag, um, they, they had a show called Smith and Smith. And I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you there. We we will add this to our patron only stuff and you can tell us all about Steve Smith and Mrs. Smith, but thank you for tuning into Atheist Talk and we'd love for you to join us next Sunday, which should be another exciting episode. Have a great day, everybody. Welcome to the American Atheist Viewpoint. I'm Nick Fish, National Program Director for American Atheists, and thank you as always for joining us. Uh, This week we've had a lot more revelations in the Roy Moore, um, I don't even know if it's appropriate to call it um, sexual misconduct charges. Um, The allegations are that uh, Judge Moore, uh, when he was a younger man, when he was in his 30s, um, would pursue and in multiple cases allegedly um, sexually assaulted um, young women um, as young as the age of 14, um, including a woman who came forward um, who had a yearbook uh, that was allegedly signed by Judge Moore uh, when he was a district attorney, um, and she was a 16-year-old high school student working in a, as a uh, waitress in a restaurant. Um, you know, these allegations are uh, horrifying and shocking uh, on one level, but not at all surprising on another level when you consider the um, type of behavior that's been excused and that's been allowed and that's been um, 
a part of evangelical Christianity in this country for a really long time. Um, Roy Moore, in an, in an interview with Sean Hannity, um, seemed to indicate that this was sort of an expectation. This was a totally normal thing uh, from uh, at the time. This was a normal thing for him in the 1970s. Um, that it was completely normal for a 32, 35-year-old man uh, to be pursuing 17, 16-year-old girls. Um, you know, the allegations here, though, just as a reminder, aren't simply that he pursued them or tried to date them. It's that on multiple occasions he um, sexually assaulted them or uh, tried to use uh, alcohol as a way of uh, enticing them into participating in, in you know, in, in, into sexual encounters. And so, you know, this is this is a, just a really horrifying thing. And um, the, the excuses that are coming out from people um, trying to justify this, um, I think, really speak to one of the main issues uh, in our country and, and in our politics. Um, and I want to read uh, a, a passage from a letter um, that was released in support of Roy Moore um, that was signed by something like 55 different pastors, um, some of whom um, said that they weren't asked if they wanted to sign this, uh, that they had signed a previous letter in support of him, and that Roy Moore's wife had uh, basically taken those folks and just added them to a new letter, which um, you know, sort of speaks to what's going on here. Um, and it was signed by, quote, pro-family leaders and pastors from across the nation, end quote. Um, and here's, here's the passage, quote, We stand with Judge Roy Moore, a man of integrity who has never wavered from his valiant defense of the unborn, the Ten Commandments, and the Constitution. We are confident the voters of Alabama will not be fooled by suspiciously timed accusations without evidence and will reject the politics of personal destruction led by the Washington Post. End quote. Um, so I want to take this one at a time here. Um, the thing that I think is really key here is the first part, a man who has never wavered from his valiant defense of the unborn. And this is something that I've touched on uh, previously that I kind of make the argument for, um, you know, in, in the work that we do and in talking with advocates, the, the people who genuinely believe um, wrongly, obviously, the people who genuinely believe that abortion is murder, that it's literally murder, are very willing to defend, willing to excuse all sorts of things in service of that, in service of ending abortion, in service of outlawing abortion. And, you know, this is this is what has happened in our politics, because this one issue for a person who genuinely believes that this one issue trumps all others. Um Someone who tells you that they're going to write this wrong, write this, um, you know, in your view, genocide of people, of course you're willing to set aside their own personal baggage. Um, and, you know, and I don't want to minimize, obviously, what Roy Moore has done or what these women are accusing him of, but that's what they view it as. They view these as minor indiscretions um, or minor in comparison to ending the evil of abortion. And that's that's a really dangerous thing because it's it allows people to come into office who are completely unqualified to serve in that in that office or completely disqualified or should be completely disqualified because of their uh, their other their problems because of their views because of their statements because of their actions um, and and people just sort of ignore that um, you know Roy Moore 
before all of these allegations came out, um, is an extremely prob- was an extremely problematic person, a person who had been twice thrown off the bench um, for uh, violating federal court orders, a person who uh, has specifically said that Muslims should not be allowed to serve in the U.S. Congress, um, that the First Amendment only protects Christians, um, who believes that the Ten Commandments are superior to the Constitution, that the Ten Commandments, uh, you know, should be the foundation for our laws. Um, all of these things are disqualifying. All of him saying that you know homosexuality should be illegal um, in 2015 should have been disqualifying. And yet, because there are people who view abortion as a as a literal evil, as the literal murder of children, they are willing to ignore everything else in order to put in place someone who walks the line um, on this issue. And you know, this is this is what people said. This is what the um, the faith leaders for this uh, at this press conference, these faith leaders who frame themselves as pro-family, but you know, again, to be clear, um, there's nothing pro-family about about this. This is all about being anti-abortion, um, and that's you know, that's what this is. That's what this is about. That's that's the core issue here that that people vote on, and that there are there are so many people in this country who vote only on this issue and are willing to allow in people who um who are who are on their side on this regardless of what else they've done um and that really speaks to you know a a, a grave dysfunction in our nation's politics that we we need to we need to address and i think the only way to address this is um to confront these issues head on um and really think hard about ways that we can um have this conversation because you know, too often we say things like, well, these shouldn't, these things shouldn't be up for debate. And I agree, they shouldn't be, but they are, unfortunately. And so we have to do, uh, we as advocates for choice, or we as people who support choice, uh, have to do a better job of actually confronting these arguments um, and working with people who can speak the language of religious folks um, to to try to dial this back Um to take this away from the uh, pitched rhetoric of things being the murder of children um, and instead to policy choices. Um, and that's, that's the issue here. Um, and, and, you know, if you think, if you genuinely think that children are being murdered by the tens of millions, of course you're going to do everything you can to stop it, including um, apparently voting for someone who um, sexually assaults 14-year-olds. Um, and, you know... That's that's a concern. Um, that's a really scary thing for our nation's politics. Um, that's all the time I have for this week. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Uh, for more information about our work or to become a member, please visit www.atheists.org. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you next week.